Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Rising with Phoenix Grace podcast. I'm Phoenix, and I created this podcast to have conversations that'll make us rise to the most powerful version of ourselves. The more you know and talk about the things that are pulling at your heart, the easier it is to rise into the person that you are supposed to be. And I know this because I've done it myself and have had conversations that have changed my life. So come along with me as we talk about this crazy thing called life, our bodies, our minds, and things that are a little bit woo. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get ready to rise. Perfect. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Rising with Phoenix Grace podcast. I'm so excited today to have this conversation with Sanaya Gurnamal. We connected on Facebook, and I just love what she had to say about her take on what clutter could mean in your life and how it can show up in your life. So I'm really excited for this conversation. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Sanaya is on a mission to empower women successful in work, but frustrated with love to activate the power of self-love and create a love-centered life. She firmly believes that the most important relationship you will ever have is one you have with yourself, becoming the blueprint for how others will love you. As the visionary behind the Magnetized Method, a three-step process for turning dreams into reality, she's dedicated to helping individuals design and create their best lives. Sanaya is the host of Project Loving Myself, a Spotify Philippines Top 50 podcast featuring A-list celebrities, thought leaders, and well-being experts. Sanaya's signature program, Soulmate Magnet, helps women who are looking for love to stop chasing and start attracting it instead so they can go from single to in a relationship for life. So thank you so much for being here, Sanaya. Okay. Yeah, I'm so excited about this episode and this topic because I get to bring something I'm so passionate about, which is love and relationships, to something that I also really have worked very hard at cleaning up in my own life, which is the clutter that is outside of me and the clutter that is inside of me. So I'm so thrilled to be here with you. Yes. So- Oh man. Now I'm like, do we just jump in, jump in? There's so much I feel like we're going to talk about and yeah, let's just, let's just jump right in. I guess. Like, I love what you just said about, you know, that you, your passion is love and relationships, but that this comes into it. So like, just how did you, how did you put those two pieces together? So honestly, one of the things that I remember from my twenties was what a mess it was. I mean, it was just like relationship after relationship, breakups, you know, lots of ups and downs. It was always this like emotional roller coaster. And I remember even just thinking back to it, I'm like, oh my God, I don't even want to go back to that. It was so messy. It was just too much, you know? And so that got me thinking that, you know, if if I don't want to reflect back into my past, because it just feels overwhelming, it feels like there was just so much in there, then what about people, other people who are also hanging on to all these like, relationships that didn't work out or all this pain. And, and so really, that struck a chord for me. And I said, if I could help people clean out their relationship closet, the way we clean out our room, right? Wouldn't that just go such a long way to help them feel lighter and more ready to take on, you know, new opportunities, whether it's for love or career or any other area of your life. I mean, if you're not carrying all that baggage, all that relationship clutter, 
right? Then you would feel free. You would feel liberated. You'd be able to do whatever you wanted because your past isn't holding you back. So really for me, clutter is not just about, you know, what we find all around us, but it's mental clutter. It's, you know, baggage from the past that's, that's, you know, that we're carrying and that feels really heavy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And People couldn't see the video, but I almost spit my tea out when you were talking about how messy your 20s were and how like you did not want to go back there. And I feel a lot of people are really going to resonate with that. Like, I think we got them hooked in with that line. And I love like that you called it like a relationship closet because I've never thought about that. I feel like your 20s too, it's, it's quantity versus quality, right? Like you have either boyfriends or friends with benefits, but it's also like your friendships. Like I can look back at pictures of my twenties and see all these friends, quote unquote, that I had, that I partied with basically. And now that I'm in my, yeah, I'm in my thirties. I'm like, wait, how old am I? Now that I'm in my thirties, I still have a lot of friends, but my core group of friends is a lot smaller. So Do you think that also comes just with like time and knowledge and knowing who you are? Do you think it's something that people like in their 20s can cultivate a little bit easier? Or do you feel like it's kind of something that we have to grow up into? Well, I I agree with a lot of what you said. It is something we grow up into. I do agree our circle gets smaller and smaller the older we get. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with just having, you know, better judgment. Um, When we're in our 20s, like you said, it's quantity, right? You want to get to know as many people. You want to be popular. It's really about how many people do you know? Or, you know, if you can go to a party and you have, you know, someone to turn to at every corner, you feel better about yourself. Your self-worth has a lot to do with you know, who you hang out with, or how many people you know, or how you appear to other people. And so there really is no discernment, you just, you know, make friends without much um, thinking, you know, without thinking too much about it. And so I have a lot of friendships that I reflect upon and think, what was I thinking? You know, what did we even have in common? I have relationships that I I look back at and, and I cringe. I'm like, wait a minute, what did I even see in that person? Or why was I head over heels? So there are all these, um, all these situations in our past that I feel when we think about it, it brings up a lot of memories. It sometimes brings up a lot of unpleasantness, um, parts about ourselves that we don't want to remember or confront. Um, You know, it doesn't feel, it doesn't make us feel very good about ourselves. And so that's what I see is, you know, this relationship closet. I almost want to say it's like the skeletons in our closet. Like we really do not want to look at that. Um, But if you, if you kind of turn away from it instead of embracing it or accepting it, then I feel like you are um, limiting yourself from recognizing how much you have grown, how much you have learned, and also crediting yourself for how far you've come from where you were, right? If you want to just shut that off, you don't get a chance to celebrate all of it as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I want to talk about 
acceptance a little bit. And I think that that, you know, I would love to kind of do some parallels with you of like, you know, tools people could use to clean out their relationship closet and their closet closet. (laughs) And, you know, kind of the parallels between those things. And I do think acceptance is such a great place to start. I was reading a book the other night. It's called, um, who am I without you? It's actually about rebuilding self-esteem after a breakup or a divorce. And the chapter I did was about acceptance. And it was saying like, you don't have to like it and you didn't want it, but this is where you are. Yeah. And the sooner you can accept it, then like the sooner that you can heal. And so that's kind of been my mantra for like the last week is like, I don't like this. This isn't what I wanted, but like, this is where we are. So, and I feel like you can do that with relationships and then also with like the state of, you know, the mental clutter you have, the clutter you have around your house. So I would just, yeah, I just, I think acceptance was a really, I'm glad you said that. And then, yeah. yeah. I love the parallel that you've just drawn, Phoenix, because as you were just talking about the relationship and our actual physical closet, I'm thinking of all these things that are actually, um, you know, so synchronous or parallel, like, for example, um, there are clothes we keep in our closet, and we don't wear them for years, but we don't want to throw it away. Right. And those are relationships, or pain from relationships that we hold on to. And it just sits there somewhere in our body or somewhere in the back of our mind. And we just don't want to forgive and let it go. Right. Or there's that dress that might have fit me really well before I had three kids. Right. And I'm like, someday I'm going to fit into that dress. But it's not about the size. It's the fact that I haven't quite accepted, perhaps, that my body has changed, right? Like I'm fuller on top because I breastfed, for example, or I have, you know, I'm a little bit more curvy today. Um, And so sometimes we keep things around, even though we'll never go back to it, okay? But the problem is we haven't accepted who we are today. Okay, and maybe acknowledge all the experiences that got us to where we are today. And so those things have to go to things that aren't for us anymore. Okay, like another example in our life would be um, like you, I was a party girl once upon a time. And now, you know, my perfect Friday night is curling up with a good book in bed, right? I love that right? And I have no FOMO. I'm not like, oh my God, I wish I was at the club, right? But some people have a hard time letting go of who they were and they keep trying to recapture that version of themselves, but it's gone, right? Or like, imagine you had, um, I don't know, a pair of pants. Like I had a pair of pants. I, I used to be, by the way, a fashion buyer for Saks Fifth Avenue in New York City. So I worked in the buying office there. And that's why, you know, again, this whole relationship closet and this whole parallel you're drawing is so perfect for me. So I was a fashion buyer and I remember there was this time where um, fleece plaid pants were in. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it was fleece, it was plaid, it was purple, and it was like one of the hot items on like, you know, our, our newest magazine, right? 
And I bought a pair of those and they were kind of expensive, even though I had a really nice discount working there. But I remember um, I wore it a couple of times and then, you know, six months went by and maybe a year went by and I didn't want to get rid of it because I was like, but I spent so much money on it, but I'm never going to wear purple fleece uh, pants that look like that. They just, you know, it was seasonal. It was not something that I could bring back. Um, At least I didn't think so at that time. And so that's another thing is we hold on to things that, you know, we just have to get over it. It's done. Okay. We have to move on and it might be resentment or a grudge against someone, something someone did to hurt us. Maybe they broke our heart and never said, I'm sorry. Maybe we never got closure. Okay. So that's like that, those pair of pants that, you know, I just didn't want to get rid of. I kept them in my closet for a really long time until they got too tight anyways. So my point is, you know, there are a lot of things that are in our closet that don't belong there. And every now and then, it's a great idea to kind of go through an edit process and take out all the things that we don't need. Okay. I, um, I went on a trip last year um, to Dubai, where my parents live. And I went for a couple of weeks. So um, I packed, you know, quite a full bag of different outfits because in Dubai, we, you know, it's, it's quite a social place and lots of places to, to go and things to do. So I packed all these outfits and um, I have uh, my parents home. So I was, you know, putting everything on hangers and I looked at my closet and I had quite a few things, but I looked at this closet and I was like, wow, I can breathe. It feels so easy to find exactly what I need. And I could like, I had different separates and I could put them together in new ways because I didn't have that much to work with, right? I just obviously brought enough for those couple of weeks and I thought I would mix and match things, right? And I remember thinking, this is so much fun to look at a closet that is half empty, okay? And to play and get creative and see how I can wear this differently. And that experience taught me that the more we declutter, the easier it is for us to breathe, the less likely we are to be overwhelmed with our life. The more we let go, the more baggage we kind of work through, we process, we unpack, we heal, whatever may be your route to letting go. The more you do that, the easier it is for you to breathe the less likely you're going to get anxious or or overwhelmed or, you know, triggered by the events in your daily life. Because a lot of times we're not even reacting to the things that are happening in the now. We're reacting to every single time that happened in the past and made us feel a similar way. And so really like cleaning out our closet means getting rid of all the extra stuff that doesn't really need to be in there. I honestly dressed better with much fewer clothes in my closet than I do with my closet at home, which has like a ton of stuff in there, right? And of course, I too um, make a practice of going through and just getting rid of stuff. And as I do it physically in my closet, I feel like I'm letting go of things in my life, like emotionally and mentally, like it's very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. And so I highly actually um, encourage your listener to, you know, take a shot at that, you know, clean out your closet and see what that might, you know, open up in your own mental space. 
And it might bring up a few things that you are ready to let go of as you do it physically. Yeah. And there was another parallel I feel like you just made with the, like, I can breathe, you know, with, I feel like friendships or, you know, even relationships is, you know, especially in this time of, you know, dating apps, for example, where like there's a multitude of people you can be talking to. And it's like, yeah, you have a screen full of people, but like, it's, I don't think I was ever like, ah, this is fun. (laughs) Like it was very anxiety provoking, but I feel that same way about like my friend circle is I feel like I can breathe. Like I know these people and I can be safe with them and I can show them who I am. And I don't need to have this huge group of people that essentially I can go and get lost in and not have to like be my genuine self. And I feel the same way about my closet too. It's a little, I need, I, I need to do another purge. Um, but I did a decluttering challenge a couple years ago on my Instagram. And that was one of the things I talked about was once I did it and everything had a place, then I really enjoyed like the process of picking out an outfit because I knew that I loved everything in my closet. I knew where it was. I didn't have to dig through things. I didn't have to, especially like post baby body, which I feel like a lot of women struggle with. You know, I didn't have to be like, oh, this used to fit me before I had my baby, or maybe this will fit me when I finally lose the rest of the weight or, you know, that very, like, again, that acceptance coming in of like, this is where I am right now. Absolutely. And your closet should only reflect that, right? Not the past or the body you want to have, but where you are right now. So I love that you said acceptance to that. Yeah. I feel that there's like the acceptance and the reflection and celebration. And I'm glad that you also talked about the, the, I call it the spending regret of, you know, well, I spent money on this. And that's another parallel that, you know, I think you drew was that I think we feel that same way about relationships. Yeah. I spent time on this. I invested in this. Yeah. I'm not just going to let it go because then what was, you know, and so how do you encourage or is there, I'm trying to figure out like how to put this, but like when it comes to like that spending regret, like you touched on it a little bit, do you kind of have like a, like a tried or true kind of thing that like clicks into your head if you're like struggling with that of like, you know, we kind of talked about like, it's okay to let go, but like maybe a little bit deeper. Cause I feel like it's really easy to be like, it's okay to let go. But then there's like something that kind of creeps up a little bit more that you kind of have to like, which might be the acceptance and reflection, but. No, actually it's, it's a very important point because I work with a lot of women on exactly this issue, which is I've invested a lot of time and effort or, you know, a lot of emotion into this relationship you know, and how can I just let it go? And the thing is, we have this mindset, like we're supposed to get something out of whatever time we invest, right? Like we're supposed to earn something from it, right? Because it's like the whole, like even when we do work, we put an effort, we're hoping to get a return, like a return on investment. So if I'm dating somebody, I'm investing all this time and energy, I'm thinking that this is going to go to the next step. Maybe we'll move in. Maybe we'll get married. Maybe we'll have, you know, so I'm always looking for that return on my investment. And I think that's the attitude that makes it harder for people to let go 
or walk away or know when to walk away, right? Because that's also a tricky one. How do you know when is the right time to, to walk away? But if you're constantly thinking about, well, where's my return? Where's my return? Then you can't walk away. You'll never be able to walk away, even when it's the right thing to do. And so we have to shift from this idea of what's what am I getting back for this, for, for this to focusing on how have I grown through this, right? As um as a partner in this relationship, or you know, there might have thing there might be things that I didn't do so well, or I might not have reacted the way I wish I had. Or maybe I overlooked things in the relationship for too long. And I should have, you know, I should have noticed the red flag, something like that, right? So when you start looking at relationships for how much you have gained as a person, how much you have grown and evolved as a person, then that return is something that you will always find. Like you will always recognize that there's something, some kind of benefit, some kind of motivation, some kind of positive influence that you have gotten or taken from that journey with that person as short or as long as it might have been. And so I believe that letting go is, it's an, it's a mindset, it's an attitude, it's a way of living that essentially declutters your life. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're not holding on to all that stuff in your head. Okay. You're, you're letting go, you're dropping it. Okay. You're getting over it and you're like, okay, that was then it shaped me into who I am today. And I'm ready for the next opportunity that I have wherever that might take me. And I think there's a lot of strength in that. Absolutely. And I love that it all comes back because I know this is part of, you know, what you, you teach and what you're excited about. It all comes back to self. And I never really thought about it that way about, I I feel like I'm, I'm owed things. Like I'm like, yeah, that's me, you know? And even from the things that we accumulate, in our physical space as well. But I think it comes back to that taking responsibility for yourself and not needing that outside validation or, you know, a material thing to like make you happy that it comes back to that, the self-love and the self-care. And so I would love to hear how you feel that like self-care that like this is when the I feel like the purest forms of self-care in some ways is this letting go whether it's stuff or commitments or people yeah you know I always say um Phoenix I say that we need to learn to stop seeking from others what we need to give to ourselves and we're always we're always relying on other people to make us feel whole, to make us feel complete, to make us feel loved, to make us feel acknowledged and appreciated. 
And one of the biggest lessons that I learned in my own journey, because I had a lot of, you know, relationship drama, as I've already mentioned a bit about, but one of the things that I learned is the relationship you have with yourself is reflected in every other relationship in your life and how you love yourself. It's actually, this is a quote by Ruby Core, And she said, how you love yourself teaches other people how to love you. So it starts with you. You know, if you are caring for yourself, whether it's, you know, more emotionally, like letting go, accepting, um, focusing on your own growth or responsibility in a situation, then that is bringing the attention back to you. That is something that is going to allow you to constantly grow rather than staying stuck in a loop. I call them like regret loops, you know, when you're always like, oh, shoulda, coulda, woulda, but it never happened and all of that. Um, So for me, self-care, self-love, you know, self-validation, like everything that you once may have looked for other people to give you, you need to turn inward and say, well, how can I give this to myself? And we, we talk about love languages, you know, how we express our love to other people. And there's all kinds of books and, you know, articles on love languages. But for me, the most important love language you need to learn is your own love language. You know, the way you show love to yourself. And for some people, it might be self-care. It might be, you know, the things that you do to nourish your body. You know, I have a friend who um, she does a skincare regimen every night. I think 35 to 45 minutes. She sits in front of the mirror. I can't sit in front of the mirror for more than like five or 10 minutes. But for her, she needs to sit there and she does like this whole routine with her skin. And her skin is probably the part of herself that she needs to nourish the most because maybe that is connected to something you know, deep inside for her. And we have our own thing, right? Mm -hmm. We all have our own way. Some people like to buy gifts for themselves. Some people like to, you know, um, do something like get a massage or a bubble bath. It's more, you know, it it, it has to do with touch. For some people, it's just quality Mm -hmm. time alone, right? So we have to learn our own love language and give more of that to ourselves And the more we give it to ourselves, the less we rely on other people to give it to us. Mm -hmm. So this has a lot to do with also understanding who you are and what you need. Because if you can give that to yourself, you'll actually also have people learning from that and learning to give you more of that. Okay. And so I always say that it's all about, you know, discovering your relationship with yourself, understanding who you are. And that being reflected into all the relationships around you. And if there are challenging relationships around you, and I say the same thing about clutter, it's the same thing. You see a lot of clutter around you, your your room is full of stuff, you know, there's clothes everywhere, there are things getting piled on top of each other, right? That's a sign that there's something going on in your mental space that needs your attention. So whatever is cluttered outside of you is just a reflection of inner clutter. You know, there's um, stuff coming up, you know, some pain, some trauma, you know, some emotional baggage you need to deal with. So whatever you're seeing outside of you should indicate 
the inner work you need to do. Okay. And so looking at your relationships outside of you, if they are difficult or challenging, then work on that relationship with yourself, improve that one. And you'll see the relationships outside of you start to, you know, start to get better as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I love, I was literally going to say at the same time you did about like, we teach people how to treat us. And this is kind of a relatively new concept for me. Um, because obviously when people don't treat you well, like you don't really want to think that that's on you. Yeah. You know, but I think it's the same with our spaces as well. Like my, um, my ex keeps his place very tidy. He's not a cluttery person. I'm very cluttery. And so at his house, like my daughter puts away all her toys and he doesn't have an issue getting her to do that and everything because he models it for her. Where like my house is very like when I'm feeling stressed and overwhelmed, which has been the last 18 months of my life. But like I I can I know the state of my mind by the state of my house. Like I can walk downstairs and be like, all right, I'm struggling. But I was, you know, I'm like, okay, well, like, and then when I feel a little bit better, I'm trying to like get cleaned up and stuff. And my daughter resists it so much with me. And finally, one day I was like, it's because she's not seeing it from me. So like in mommy's space, it's okay to like, and I'm, and I'm okay with her making a mess because she's a kid and that's, you know, how they learn and everything. But at the same time, when it comes time to like pick that mess up, you know, it's kind of like, she's looking around being like, you want me to pick up my toys? Like, look at all your shit, mom. Like, so I feel like, you know, even like we're teaching our children too. And like also how other people treat our spaces when they come into it again, whether that's our minds or our bodies or our houses is like, if, you know, like, yeah, if you're not treating it well, then like they're not going to. And the thing that I love about this topic, pretty much about any topic and as a coach, and you probably see this in your coaching is something that I like to call the snowball effect. Like once you start doing something in one area, it automatically snowballs into another area And I feel like this snowballs straight into confidence, which then snowballs into like goal setting, which then snowballs into, you know, everything. Because I think once you show up for yourself, whether that's in your space, in your relationships, then you start to build that confidence up of like, oh, I can do this thing that overwhelms me or whatever, or I can stand up for myself. I can put this boundary up. Okay, next. Like, where am I going to? Like do this next. So is there one spot that you, when you work with people on this topic too, that you feel like is kind of the first place like somebody should start? Okay. Um, For me, it's always been the childhood because everything gets modeled in childhood, right? Just like your daughter you know, she understood the difference between the mess with mom and the order with dad. And that already starts to shape her relationship, right? Or her influences in childhood. Okay. And so as she grows up now, she might have the kind of relationship with men, which is more orderly, which is more clear, which is smooth. Okay, which is good, right? And she may have a completely different influence from you, which is I can roll with the punches. 
I can kind of deal with anything. It doesn't have to, because if you've got two parents that are super orderly, right? That's also a child gets to miss out on the mess, right? So Mm -hmm. we want balance everywhere. So there's no right or wrong. We're just looking at what are the different influences that are happening. And they more often than not start in childhood. So when I work with um, my clients, I do a lot of inner child work. Okay. So whatever, you know, stress is going on with them, whether it's in their career or their relationship financially, and even, you know, the clutter in their home, it's usually pointing to a feeling of not feeling in control. Right. And so we go back to when did that start? And I almost find roots somewhere in childhood. Um, So that is um, the hardest place to start for anyone because it goes back into, you know, what you picked up and it's in your subconscious mind. So you really need to work with somebody who can help you get there and help you work with that. In terms of what somebody could do on their own is I find it harder to work inside out if you have to work on your own. I find it's easier to work outside in, which means start cleaning out, decluttering your environment, clean out your closet, try to bring, you know, some kind of order and organization outside of you. And the minute you start doing that, you will feel a sense of control. You will feel like you said, you start getting more confident. You know, it's a snowball effect, right? You start to gain momentum because, hey, I'm able to kind of take this part of my life and I can now feel better about it. And you start doing that with these, you know, everything around you that you can get your hands on. And that in itself, for me, starts to invite opportunities and even people or situations that help you start to clean up the stuff from the past that's sitting in there, you know, collecting cobwebs. So You can work either way, but if you are working with a coach or uh, some kind of professional, then I would say, yes, let's go down to the childhood, work at the beginning of where it started. But if you're going to do it on your own, even things like journaling, meditation, all of that is outside in because you're doing things externally and working your way inward that way. Okay. But um, I also want to kind of circle back to something you said, you said, I can tell, I can tell the state of my mind by the state of my house. Right. Which I think is just, you know, a beautiful statement. It almost captures the essence of exactly what you and I are talking about. And so if your state of mind is not calm, it's, you know, it's, it's feeling stormy, then clean up your house. Mm -hmm. And if your house is a can be cleaned up and you can bring calm there, then you'll start to feel the calm inside of you as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. And like I tell people, it's all, it, it creates this mental space. Yeah. And then once you have that space, then you can also go to the next thing. Cause like you're taking something off of your plate. Absolutely. So, but yeah, no, that's a really good. And we had talked a little bit before we started this about, you have a really great resource for, you know, helping people kind of like when they are starting out with this process, can you tell my listeners a little bit about it? Absolutely. So I have a five-day email relationship ready challenge. 
Um, it is a great place to start if you want to, you know, work through some of your relationship baggage to get ready to have that mental space to feel more, you know, free or to feel more creative mentally. And so um, what I do is I take you through um, a series of techniques to help you let go, to help you process, unpack, clear, and um, you can, you know, go to this link, it's uh, bit.ly slash relationship ready challenge. Okay. And I'm sure you'll also be in the show notes. Well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just something, you know, that'll get you started. And I think you'll discover a lot about yourself, which I think is the most important thing. The more you know yourself, the better you make decisions and choices and you bring so much more of yourself, um, you know, to the table in any other relationship with, with um, someone else. Mm, absolutely. Well, I always like to, I feel like that's such a great place for us to, to wrap it up. I feel like we could probably just keep talking forever, but um, mm -hmm. it's late for you. <laughs> um. So I always kind of like to wrap up my episodes with my guests doing some questions that have nothing to do with what we just talked about to uh, help the listeners get to know you, help me get to know you a little better. Mm -hmm. So um, what is your word of the year? Ooh, good one. Mine is connection. Yeah, I was uh, a little bit of a hermit last year. I was doing a lot of, you know, inner work and just wanted to be around myself and my family and so on. And this year it's just been connections, you know, all kinds of connections with people outside of me. And so I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. Love it. Um, what is something you have to do every day, no matter what? Ooh, schedule things into my calendar. <laughs> I have to do it. Love like, it. I have to. Yeah, that's how I make mental space, you know, when I get everything on mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah. I Google Calendar has been like a lifesaver for me. Yeah. I always tell people like do it the night before. And then you also know what to kind of expect for tomorrow. Not that yeah. life goes to plan, but so yeah. that's a good one. And then if you're reading a book, this is the controversial one. If you're reading a book, do you use a bookmark? Or do you dog ear the pages? Dog ear the pages. Yes! Guilty. <laughs> I have been called a monster for doing that. And what I love is almost every interview that I've asked this question, we're all dog ears. And I'm like, yeah. I am not alone. <laughs> you know, I try with the bookmark. I get these really pretty bookmarks and they never last. They just go missing. Well, and then, you know, and bring this all back to clutter. If you don't need it, get rid of it. <laughs> if you don't, you just pull the page over. I get yeah. like library books. Okay. Don't do that with people, but, um, well, this was really fun, Saya, and I feel like the listeners are going to get so much out of this. I know you gave us the link to your program. Is there anything else you want to say to the listeners about how to connect with you? All of your links will be in the show notes for sure, but anything you wanted to add to that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I would love to connect with you. Feel free to drop me any questions via Instagram. That's probably the best place um, to get in touch. And um, definitely, you know, check out my podcast project, Loving Myself. If you loved our conversation today, then, you know, that is definitely another place to go. 
course, I totally forgot to plug your podcast. Glad. See, this is why I asked this question. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you listeners for being here with us for another one on decluttering. I hope that you got as much of this out of I did and just, I don't know. I'm so excited for this series. Thank you for voting on it. If you haven't yet, make sure that you go to my website, risingwithphoenixgrace.com, sign up for my newsletter, and you instantly get access to Simplify, which is my declutter course. You're going to find in there some questions to help you reflect. There's a meal planner. There's a declutter challenge page. Lots of goodies. Feel free to send me a DM if you have any questions or you don't really know where to start. I love talking about this subject. So thank you again so much for being here. And until we meet next time, remember to give yourself permission to let go. Hey, amazing listeners. Thank you for being part of today's conversation. Your energy and time are truly appreciated. If you enjoyed our chat, hit the follow button, leave me some stars and share this with someone who might need some inspiration. I love hearing from you. So please connect with me on social media, share your thoughts, your questions, or your favorite podcast moments. And let's build this community together. Before you go, I want to share two game changers in my life, Nuvita CBD and the Silk and Sonder Journal. Nuvita CBD offers wellness like no other. Trust me, it's been a game changer for my daily routine, my sleep, and calming my ass down. And the Silk and Sonder Journal is not just a planner. It's a journey of self-discovery with prompts and spaces for reflection. You can find both those links in my show notes. Your journey matters to me, and I am here to support you. Until next time, keep shining bright and embrace your magical self.